Blog Talk Radio. The headlights are a cut in the fog on a midnight highway. And 18 wheels are a driving through the dawn. There's a Blue Ridge Mountain sunrise filling the mirror. Ashtrays full, the coffee's almost gone And the truckers heading west to Colorado Passing the miles with his friends on the CB coast And tonight the truck stops somewhere out in nowhere And tomorrow's the wind and the open road and welcome to the Interactive Internet. I'm your host, Pete Carr, welcoming you to our Sunday show. Uh, I know that uh, we had some time off. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is our show host, uh, changed uh, some of the host tools around, and instead of being able to schedule shows in advance, I have to manually set every single show every Sunday. Um, that actually gave me some time off to do some other things, but we, uh, you know, we, we did have a lapse in our in our program, uh, in our show program for, I don't know what, maybe a month or so, Lou, something like that, a little over a month. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we're back again, and. Um, you know, uh, one of the one of the reasons why we're back again is because uh, I am one of the oldest show hosts on Blog Talk Radio. When they first started, and I was gonna I was gonna say it was around 2006 or 2007 um, when they first started Blog Talk Radio. I was one of the first people to uh, to join up because I wanted an internet chat show, something that we could talk about chat programs, um, what people are talking about online, the different ways they, they communicate and all that. Uh, and that's, um, you know, that's been the focus of chatmag.com ever since 1998. Uh, anyway, I, I have been on, uh, on Blog Talk Radio since practically the beginning. And I don't want to lose that uh, that momentum that I have. Uh, there are, of course, a lot more people on now as uh, as show hosts and uh, you know people's names that you would recognize. There's entertainers and sports personalities and uh, news personalities. People um, basically have have all migrated over to Blog Talk Radio. And it's uh, it's a great format. There are literally thousands of shows that you can choose from here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
just a really great format. And and all you need is a web browser. That's uh, that's all you need. In fact, you don't even nowadays you don't even need a web browser to listen to Blog Talk Radio. You can get to blog if you go to blogtalkradio.com on your uh, smartphone. You can um, either listen to it on your smartphone or there's a phone number that you can call to call into the shows and be able to listen to it from that way. So you don't even need browser You don't need a, a, a computer uh, to pick up Blog Talk Radio. You can catch it on your smartphone. Uh, you can also uh, get practically any show in podcast format later on. When this show is over, it is archived, and you can pick it up at any time and listen to it uh, simply by going to my homepage and then looking at the past episodes, and you will see uh, all of the episodes to way back in the beginning when when I first started on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, it's really great. It is an alternative to regular broadcast media, and I'll tell you, folks, broadcast media has kind of gone by the wayside, and we all know that. Uh, the Internet and the smartphone technology has pretty much blown um, the news organizations and, and the regular uh, broadcast, uh, like broadcast TV and broadcast radio. Uh, the Internet has t- has completely taken that over. So here we are on Blog Talk Radio. It is a Sunday afternoon. And um, normally, uh, I would be, on a Sunday, I would be down south someplace. However, today, uh, I am up in the area of northern Illinois that was hit by tornadoes on Thursday. Uh, I just went through Rochelle and Rockford, Illinois. I went up through, uh, through Beloit and Janesville, Wisconsin. I made a delivery up at Atkinson, Wisconsin. I just made that delivery and uh, came back down on Interstate 90. I'm going to uh, going to Chicago tomorrow. Uh, I did see coming up Interstate 39, across from Davenport, Iowa, on I-80, going east, and got to Rochelle, Illinois, and made a left-hand turn and got up onto Interstate 39 going north up in Wisconsin. Um, Lou, there is a picture that I sent you that had a bunch of rail cars. It was a picture of uh, of the major tornado, and there was a bunch of rail cars in front of it, right? Right. Okay. I went by that, folks, and I took a couple of still pictures of the rail cars up uh, I was on Interstate 88 going east, and to my left, you could see all those rail cars lined up, and and that's where that tornado was behind it. So I was right there uh, a couple hours ago. I was in the same as where that picture was taken, Lou. Yeah. Okay. You told me. And then, right. Well, when, when we're doing the show, just pretend like nothing ever happened. <laughs> okay, no, but we're talking a wild looking we're, we're, picture. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, but but we're not, you know, 
you and I are not having the conversation. It's you, I, and the audience. Right. And, and the Brian audience. Uh, okay. And, and Brian. And Brian doesn't know about it. So just pretend everything's fresh and new. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, when I made the left-hand turn and, and went up Interstate 39, um, you go past the first exit north. That's where the Petro and the Road Ranger truck stops are and everything. And then about two miles north of there on Interstate 39, there was a, a whole mess of jumbled up uh, pieces of corrugated steel and all that. So obviously, uh, about two more miles north of the truck stop is where that tornado uh, crossed Interstate 39 heading to the northeast. So I did get to see that. Now, folks, that's all I've seen to this point. Um, Tornado was southwest of Rochelle. It crossed Interstate 88 where those rail cars were. And the rail cars, Lou, are far enough off the interstate that I couldn't tell if any of them were thrown over. Mm-hmm. All I saw was the double-stacked, you know, the uh, overseas containers on the on the rail cars. Uh, I couldn't okay. see, I couldn't see the exact spot where the tornado went through all that. Then again, there were some trees in my way and a couple of little humpy hills and that kind of thing. Um. It went from southwest to northeast. It crossed through on the northwest side of the town of Rochelle. And then it crossed Interstate 39 heading to the northeast, and that's where it hit. I think it's Fairville is the town that got wiped out over here northeast of Interstate 39. Hmm. Uh, and then from there... The, the tornado continued northeast and crossed Interstate 90 just west of Belvedere, Illinois. So I haven't seen that yet, folks. And I won't see that until Tuesday because um, I'm going to be leaving this truck stop about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I've got to run down to Chicago and make three deliveries, and then I'll be coming back up this way. So Tuesday, I will be able to see... Um, from Rockford towards Belvedere. If you if you're following along on a map or something, you'll see what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to be going down that way early in the morning. It'll be dark. I'll be coming back in the daylight. It'll be light. I'll be able to see uh, around and 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 see what kind of destruction there was. Um, there are a lot of uh, National Guard personnel around here. Um, there is the, I'm in the Flying J truck stop. Across the street is the Road Ranger, and it looks like the Road Ranger has more uh, military vehicles in it than what the Flying J does. And and I've seen uh, convoys back and forth on uh, Interstate 39 and Interstate 90. So they're down here, and they're going to be doing disaster relief in this area. That's That's what they're here for. Anyway, that's what's going on. That's where I'm at, and now you're all up to date. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, Brian, uh, uh, Lou said that Brian is online. Hi, Brian. Hey, Dad. 
Hi, where where are you at today? Uh, I am in Sonora, Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, there's a what TA truck stop right there. Uh, there's a pilot here. Oh, there's a pilot. Okay. Um, I know. Yeah, uh, exit, exit. No, exit, uh, exit 81 off of uh, I-65. Okay, yeah. At one time, and it might be in another exit in Sonora, but at one time there was a big 76 truck stop at Sonora. I don't know if that's here. Well, I don't know if it's up or down from where you are. Mm, I don't know. But there used to be, there used to be a big 76 at Sonora, and, you know, um, the main reason why I remember the name, of course, I've been up and down that road for years. Uh, the main reason I remember the name Sonora is because you would think it would be like Sonora, New Mexico. Yeah. But it is, it is Sonora, Kentucky. Yeah. You're, uh, you're what? Just south of Louisville, right? Uh, I'm south of Louisville by a uh, little ways, quite a ways actually. Okay. That's what I was thinking. You're south of Louisville. Yeah. There's, yeah, I'm there's working on a whole lap, and there, there's no 76 here. I mean, the only is a uh, independent uh, truck stop like Sammy's Market or something like that. Yeah. Well, 70, 76 The only truck stop here is Pilot. Yeah, 76 got bought out by TA. They, yeah. they are all... If you look at some of the older TAs, um, you'll recognize the building as an old 76 truck stop. Yeah. And now, uh, a little ways north of here, there's a uh, there's a pilot and a uh, Petro. Well, you know, the Petro may be where the old uh, 76 is because TA and Petro are the same thing now. Yeah, see, that's, uh, that's exit 86, and... You get like if you're going north, you get off the interstate, turn left, and it's on the on your right. Yeah, yeah, probably where the old seventy six was. Probably. Yeah, there's another one. Um, we we go down to Owensboro, Kentucky, quite a bit. Uh, down there on the uh, on the Ohio River, and there is a truck stop on the east side of Owensboro that still has the signs Union 76. Hmm. Yeah, I go to, I, I, when I do the, uh, do the Kentucky stuff, I always go to Owensboro to the um, Moonlight Diner or Moonlight Barbecue mm-hmm. and, uh, and then go east from there to cross the Ohio River and you go right by the truck stop. Hmm. And there's the, the old 76 ball is still up there. Yeah, anyway, well, I'll see a uh, 76 ball at a truck stop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There, there's still 76 branded gas stations, but um, as far as the truck stops, Union 76 sold out the TA years ago. Uh, but some of the older, you know, some of some of the old 76s were franchise dealers, and they stayed 76. Mm-hmm. They kept they kept the name. And that's the same thing that's happening now with uh, Radio Shack, from what I understand. You know, Radio Shack filed bankruptcy, 
but some of those were affiliates, and they're keeping they're keeping their stores open. Huh. They they they've split off from Radio Shack, and they've kept their their Radio Shack name, and they're keeping their stores open. So you may you know you may you may see a Radio Shack store open. Well, that's not a Radio Shack; it, it's a franchise. It's an mm-hmm. independent store. Yeah. Anyway, where are you going? Uh, I'm still going to Mount Sterling. I was thinking about taking off because uh, there's a pilot over there at Mount Sterling, but after looking at it, I'm like, nah, there probably won't be a whole lot of park in there when I get there. Probably not. That's um, um, that's right off of, what, 64 and 75? Uh. 64 and, uh, like, Kentucky 60 or U.S. 60, something like that. I'm only, like, two hours away from where I'm going, so I figure, screw it, I'll just stay here. Yeah, you're, if you have a parking spot at this time of day, you're better off staying in it. Actually, I, I showed I, up here at, like, 3... I showed up here at, like, 3.30 in the morning, and there was about, I don't know, I'd, I'd say a good 50 spots open at this point. That's unusual. I was kind of iffy about stopping here, because I thought... You know, I looked at it, and it's got like 157 parking spots or something like that, a little over 150. I'm like, well, you know, it's my fuel stop. I don't know if I'm going to get a parking spot, but if not, I'll just go ahead and get fuel, go to the, the pile of the Petro, you know, keep going down the road until I find something. And I went to the back of the lot, and there was there was a lot of parking. There was even a couple of pull-throughs. Well, that's, uh, that's real unusual for that time of day. Yep, especially out out there because um, Interstate 65, Interstate 75 through Kentucky uh, is just jammed with trucks day and night. That, yep. that is so unusual. Yeah, you got lucky on that one. Well, I pulled in here to the Flying J, and I I got a parking spot maybe about 15 trucks away from the front door to the truck stop. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the fuel house. Uh, that that's real unusual, and I mean uh, Interstate 90. You know, everybody in Chicago goes up to Wisconsin for the weekends, and uh, yep. and, and there's a whole there's a whole lot of truck traffic that goes through um, between Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and Chicago, especially Chicago. Chicago is is one of the biggest trucking centers in the world. Um, to find a parking spot. Day or night is hard enough, but to get one, I mean, you know, uh, like I like I said, maybe fifteen trucks, and I'm in the front door. Mm-hmm. That's real unusual. Well, in this place, you pull in, you get past the fuel, and you got a small small line of parking. Then you got the, a long one, and then uh, you got a second one. And I'm in the like second second row or third row. Yeah, yeah. I like oh, well. to, uh, I, I like to try and find some place that's near the grass so that I can walk the dog. Yeah. Uh, they they do have an old flying J scale here, but everybody's got that blocked up now. You know, people mm-hmm. people come in and they'll park they'll park where the old scale was. Um, there's ramps up and down to the old where the old scale is, and um, there's there's a big oversized load up one of the ramps, and then there's a regular tractor-trailer up the other side of the ramps. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's right next to the um, right next to the grass. That's where I like to go. Um, but that's that's damn difficult. Sometimes I'll double park over there next to the you know I'll double park next to the grass, take the dog out, walk her around a little bit, and then I'll get back in the truck and and either take off uh, back on the road or I'll go find another parking spot someplace. Yep. yep. Uh, that's you know, and, and I'll tell you, Brian, if they have a long curb with some grass and everything along the shoulder, they ought to mark that for a dog walk. So that, you know, in other words, no parking, dog walking only. Mm-hmm. You can go in there, you can go in there long enough to park, you know, throw the pooch out the door, um, let him or her walk around a little bit, do their thing, and then get out and leave. Um, yeah. Now, uh, the TA in Lyman, Colorado, when you get off of Interstate 70, you, uh, you'll you see one entrance for um, for trucks, and then there's a second entrance further down. But if you go in that first entrance and just turn to the to the left, there's a whole area there that's marked for dogs. Mm-hmm. So they have a dog they have a dog walk out there. See with anyway. me when like when I had uh, when I had Meg on a truck and you know, I still do this, I go to the very back of the uh the parking lot because you know, nobody wants to park back there and um and you get one of those like curb spots or whatever, and you just keep walking back, and you're in the grass. I mean, that's that's what I do. Every time I go to a truck stop, I go to the very very back because number one, I don't mind walking. Number two, you, you're almost guaranteed to get a parking spot there because nobody wants to walk. Yep. Yep. Well, so that's, um, that's what I sometime, do. Sometimes what I what I can what I'll do is I'll go and pull up to the fuel aisle. I'll walk inside. You know, if I need to get fuel, I get my fuel, I get my, I walk inside, get my groceries, and then I'll go ahead and take off to the back someplace where I can find a place for, uh, for Taylor. But I always, um, if nothing else, and, and we were talking about this the other night, uh, if nothing else, I always pull into the fuel island and at least grab something. If I have to, I can go back out on the on-ramp or something like that and walk the dog, but at least I've got my groceries with me. You know, yep. if you just if you just pull in and go to the back of the lot and you need to get something to eat, then, then yeah, you are going to do some walking. Yeah, but I don't mind walking. Yeah. Well, this week I did a lot of walking, folks. Um, last Saturday, my DOT physical expired, and I had to get that renewed. And I went into the um, to the clinic that they use, and my blood sugar was too high, and they told me I needed to go to the VA and get a refill for my prescription, and and get my blood sugar down so they can pass me. Well, anyway, um, not only did I get the prescription, but I also walked all over um, our yard there in Denver. I mean, I was just flat all over the place, you know. And um, I had to have my blood sugar down at least below 200. I went back in Friday, 
to get retested, and they retested at 166, and that was after eating. Um, so they went ahead and passed me, and uh, I got out of there. That was the first time since 1974. That's the first time I have ever had a problem with a DOT physical. I've never had a I've never had a problem with a DOT physical until this past week and a half. And I did a lot of walking, Brian. I was I was mm-hmm. all over the place. I went over to the uh I went over to the clinic, you know, I took uh, uh I took the shot pickup, I went to the clinic, I parked the pickup and before I went in and checked in on him, I walked, you know, up and down the sidewalk a little bit more to burn some more blood sugar off. And and then I went in and they tested me. No, it was 162. That's what it was, 162. Um, anyway, yeah, I did a lot of walking around this week. Okay, well, anyway, um, that's that. Uh, Lou is here, too, and Lou... Um, because I was making a delivery, uh, Lou is uh, working the switchboard, folks. Uh, so, Lou, why don't you give the number if somebody wants to call in? Please do. The number is 646 478 5150. 646 Lou, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, kind of just hanging out. You have you have your Sunday off. You have a day off. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> now, so, the next three days are going to be interesting, but today I'm off, so I'm making the best of it. Yeah. How's... um. I was talking about the weather up here, up here in Illinois. How is uh, how is the weather doing down in central Florida? Can't make up its mind if it's going to do something or just look yucky. Last night it rained, and it, there was no signs of rain coming in last night at all, and all of a sudden it did. Yeah. And uh, you know, it didn't rain all night, which was good because we were in and out. We were, we were up in Gainesville, uh, my roommate and I. <clears throat> so we were visiting a lot of friends, but uh, today it hasn't rained. But it sure, you know, looks like it wants to. It just hasn't decided whether it will or not. But it's nice. It's not hot. It's warm. It's actually very nice. That um, that sounds like right here. I ran through a little bit of rain up by Beloit, and the temperature here is. Uh, somewhere in the upper 60s, uh, the wind has finally died down. I have had a crosswind all the way across Nebraska and Iowa, all the way to here, and it, it seems like that cold front or cool front, whatever, is moving through right now. Um, I did hit just a little patch of rain uh, north of here between Beloit and Janesville, Wisconsin. And uh, and now I'm in the truck stop. It's completely overcast. There's supposed to be some uh, some rain, some more rain coming in. So I I had to hurry up and take the dog out right before the show. 
but that's basically what it is. It's upper 60s. It's cloudy. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time that I have been to Wisconsin in a long time that I didn't have to put all my insulated stuff on to get out of the truck. And and that's what I was telling my guy up in Fort Atkinson, because the last time I was up here, it was like 20 below zero. And told him, I said, you know, this is the first time I delivered to you in the daytime, and this is the first time that I haven't had to put my coat on to get out of the truck. You know, it wasn't that long ago that it was 20 below zero up here. I mean, we're only talking, what, a month and a half, two months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not even that long. No, because some places out here had snow last week. That's right. And and, and that's what somebody was saying on Twitter um, after the tornado. They said, you know, we had snow. Um, we had snow the beginning of the week, and we had a tornado at the end of the week. Uh, now, upper upper Wisconsin, uh, we do um, we do a run up to upper Wisconsin that the company does. Um, they do a uh, a run up there to Seymour, Wisconsin, and pick up Zeal um, up there, and then they come back down to Milwaukee and pick up the rest of it and take it to Denver. And up there, Seymour is up by Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I've seen it snow up there in, in April and May. You know, that's that's getting up towards the top of Lake Michigan, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and Lake Superior. That's quite a ways up. That's, that's up, you know, up by the Canadian border, northwestern Ontario. Um, and I've seen it snow as, as late as May up there. They'll get snow you know, almost through the year up in that area. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's actually comfortable here today, Lou. That's good. I don't have to put on my big heavy coat and anything. That is very good. Because I know yeah. the cold's been affecting you. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's comfortable. In fact, it's almost getting a little warm because I have the truck shut up so that uh, you don't hear the reefer running. Mm-hmm. Uh, need a little bit of need, need a little bit of air, but I don't know if I can do this without um, without making it too noisy in here. Anyway, um, what else do we got going on, folks? Uh, Lou or Brian, either one. Not a whole lot that I know of. Um trying to think. Hillary Clinton was gonna announce if uh, she was running for president uh, today or not. Please, I'm trying to forget that. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, I'm tell you, but... sure a lot of people are. <laughs> um when I was up there at Fort Atkinson waiting for my customer, I was following along with that. And yeah, she did. Um her website, HillaryClinton.com, went live, and about 10 minutes after it went live, it crashed. Um, <laughs> there is, she posted a video on her website and on YouTube. And, Lou, I'm telling you, 
you do have to see this video. It starts out with some woman talking about her situation or whatever. Hillary Clinton, it's it's like a three-minute video, but Hillary Clinton's only in it for about uh, maybe half a minute to a minute. Really? I'm telling you, Lou, you have to see this because when Hillary Clinton comes on a screen, you don't even recognize her. Hmm. She has, it looks like she has had plastic surgery and a whole ton of makeup put on. Wow. She she looks, honestly, honestly Lou, she looks 20 years younger. Goodness gracious. You you have to see it. Okay. Just just watch it once and look at her and think, my God, you know, it's, her face almost looks like um, one of those latex masks that they use in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you can almost tell around the hairline and around her chin line and everything. She does. She looks 20 years younger, folks. Now, let's remember... Let's let's remember that we got a year and a half to go before the election. Mm-hmm. You know, she can't she can't maintain for a year and a half like that. She can't. There's just no way to it. Unbelievable. You know what it reminded me of? Um was it Jim Carrey that played um the mask or something like that. What was yes. That? What? yes. That's what she reminds me. She reminds me of that movie. Hmm. You have to see it, Lou. That's all there is to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's, and it's really, um, as far as a political ad, it's really interesting in that there's a bunch of different people talking about their situations and and how they want it better. And then she comes on and says, you know, she's going to make it better and all. Um, one of the things that people are pushing right now is that there is a gay couple in there. And, and they're saying something about, you know, all they want is the freedom to love who they want to love. Mm-hmm. Check out the commercial. Check out the video. You know, uh, and we're not going to get into a whole lot of politics today on this, folks, because this is going to get run into the dirt real quick. But all of the people that are on that video and their situations, you know, like there's one woman that's that's getting ready to retire and all this. You know, all of these people are talking about all they want is a better life. And, and the whole, you know, the whole point of the video is that Hillary Clinton is the one that's going to give them a better life. That that video is so much political bullshit, folks, it's unreal. But you gotta see it. You have to see the makeup job that they did on Hillary Clinton. You won't I'm telling you, Lou, you won't recognize her. You honest to God won't. And I didn't at first. You know, I'm waiting for Hillary Clinton. And all of a sudden, this woman's standing there, and she's talking, 
and she says, I'm running for president. And I looked at her and said, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Seriously, you guys got to see that, that video. Uh, if nothing else, you can find it at HillaryClinton.com. But I would suggest going to YouTube and looking at it there. Okay. And and the reason I say that is because a YouTube video is a YouTube video. But every time somebody goes to HillaryClinton.com, they, they are going to use those numbers and say, look at how popular Hillary is. Right. You know, YouTube, you can have people go to YouTube.com's homepage and before they know it, they're watching the video. So that counts as a view. You can't, you can't trust the number of views on YouTube, but you can. You can certainly say HillaryClinton.com was not a mistake. Somebody wanted to go there. You see what I'm saying, Lou? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just because it shows. Yeah, just because it shows as a view on YouTube, folks. I mean, people from around the world are checking this out. But the Hillary's, Hillary's campaign people are going to say, well, look at how many million hits um, HillaryClinton.com got. And they can legitimately say that because that's her domain. But YouTube mm-hmm. is not her is not her domain, so they can't. Just because it has a million views doesn't necessarily mean that's a million American voters. Right. Okay. But you'll watch it, and then all of a sudden, this woman's talking about running for president, and you look at her and think, "Who are you? What did you do to Hillary?" They 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 slap. I'm serious, Lou. They slap plaster on that woman. She looks yeah, like she, I she will definitely looks, check it out. She almost looks like she's got a latex mask on, folks. Mm. And she can't she can't sustain this for 18 months. I know it. It it just can't happen like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, Lou. She doesn't understand when you make when you say any if you're a political candidate and you say anything in public or you take a picture in public, people will critique that for days and weeks. And what she's telling people with that with that amount of makeup on. You know, it's it's the phoniness of the Clintons come through again. She's going to make herself up like the working class hero, the one that's going to save, you know, the retired lady and uh, the student and, and the gay couple and everybody. She's the one that's going to save them from themselves. They can't do it on, her, on their own. And that's exactly the whole point of the Democratic Party is that you can't do it on their own. On your own, they've got to do it for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good message. It's a good Democratic message. Um, it says 
yeah, I want to be better in life, but I know I can't do it by myself. I need, I need the, I need the government to help me out. Now, and I just retweeted just a little while ago. I retweeted a thing from the Small Business Administration uh, about um, business loans for inner-city business people in Detroit. You know, there are government programs that can help them get money to, to start and to keep their businesses. Okay, I understand that, folks. You know, there are things that the government does that are good and helpful. Right here, they just had a massive tornado come through, wiped out a whole town. They have the National Guard out here, and they are out um, helping with disaster relief. That's fine. You know, when there are extraordinary circumstances and you need a helping hand to get back on your feet, and once you're on your feet, you're on your own. That's fine. You know, there is a major difference. You think about it for a minute, folks. You take $2 million. One million of it you give to the Small Business Administration to, um, you know, use for loans for small businesses. The other million you give to people on welfare and food stamps. Now, you invested $2 million. You split it up. Half of it went to business people trying to get ahead, and the other half went to people who don't care. What return on your investment are you going to make with the business people versus the welfare recipients? You know, I always say that technology is morally neutral. It's what you do with it that makes it good or bad. It's the same thing with money, folks. You know, the Republican Party would rather give the million dollars to a struggling business and have them succeed than give a million to the welfare people who are not going to make a penny in return. Gone money. That's the difference between a Democratic Party and a Republican Party. Now, being an independent, I can pick and choose what I see is the best points of both. And I can reject the worst points of both. You know, we do need to give people a hand up every once in a while. But a handout? No, we don't need to do that. You know, um, when you save for your retirement, normally you would put your money into something that's going to give you a return on your investment so that you have retirement money. Well, with given that, what would you rather do? Give it to a struggling business or give it to a person who doesn't want to care? Where is the return on your investment going to come from, folks? And and believe me, there are people who are homeless and destitute that if you give them the opportunity, you know, give them a shelter, give them a job, and, and see what they do. 
and some of them will really surprise you what they can do. It's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you're gambling on that person. Well, aren't you gambling on the businessman through the through the Small Business Administration? It's the same gamble. You're taking a chance that this small businessman can get their business together and actually um, grow and prosper. So we do need to help those people who, by whatever situation, by whatever circumstance, you know, we need to help those people get out of their condition and become a useful, productive citizen. But I'll tell you what, I'll turn them off in a heartbeat if I see they're out there sloughing off. That's like, um, Brian knows this and Lou too. I, I ran, uh, I, I hauled cars for a lot of years. And when I was over at Fleet Car, a lot of the owner-operators had a program where um, they would put you into a brand-new truck. You run the truck for three years for wages. And at the end of three years, they sign the truck over to you. And it's your truck. You know, you, you built up sweat equity in the truck. And hauling cars, I mean, just just a driver out there hauling cars can make damn near $100,000 a year. Anyway, I was up in a little truck stop in Pennsylvania, and this guy was, was talking about how he wasn't making any money, you know, and he had kids to feed, this, that, and the other thing. And I was sitting there listening to him. I said, you know, I, I said, I know how you can, you can double or triple what you're making right now. I said, um... Here's what we do. We buy a brand new car carrier. We teach you how to haul cars. You run the truck for three years at decent wages, you know, and, and at the time it was, I think, 42 or 48 cents a mile. Uh, you run that for three years and the truck is yours. And he says, well, is that driving or is that loading and unloading? And I said, well, that's loading and unloading. And, and we go out, you know, that's what I do is I go out with the drivers and I teach them how to load and unload. And he says, you mean you got to load and unload that stuff yourself? And I said, yeah. He looked at me with a completely straight face and said, well, I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> you see, and, and I told him, I said, your problem is, is not that you're in a low-paying job. Your problem is that you're too damn lazy for a high-paying job. I told him, I said, if you're making 1000 a year right now, you could be doing fifty to $75,000 on cars. But you're too lazy to do that. You see, that's the problem with some people, Lou. You give them the opportunity, and when they say no, you can't drag them and make them, you can't force them to do it. That's right. So um, what do you do? Do you continue to give them welfare money even though they refuse to work? Cut them off. You say, okay, enough is enough. If you're, if you're able to do a job and we offer you the job that you're able to do and you refuse, then screw it. You're out of your welfare money. Mm-hmm. You know, 
folks, I understand that there are people who, for whatever reason or another, cannot work, legitimately cannot work. I know that, and we've got to take care of those people. However, if a person is able and available to work and can do a job, and that job is given to them, they need to get on the job and offer welfare. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. You know, Lou, have you ever seen Stephen Hawking? Probably. Stephen Hawking is, is a paraplegic in a wheelchair, and he controls his little computer by using puffs of air. Mm-hmm. And he is a brilliant scientist. And he communicates that brilliance through that computer setup. You know, by God, if Stephen Hawking can do it, a lot of these other people can do it. <clears throat> but they use their disability as a crutch, as an excuse not to do something. Mm-hmm. that Hillary Clinton wants to talk to. People who want to be dependent upon the government. People that want the government to make the decisions for them. They want to be wards of the state, basically. Anyway, folks, seriously, uh, if you absolutely detest And Lou knows, I do not use the word absolutely without good reason. This is correct. If if you absolutely detest Hillary, you have to see this video, folks. It is totally unbelievable. From what the other people are saying in there, and then when you look at Hillary Clinton and think, my God, you know, that's that that's a fifty thousand dollar paint job she's got on her face. You know, I've seen I've seen wrecked cars restored to showroom condition that probably cost less to do than that face. You gotta see it. In fact, I'm gonna after the show's over, I'm gonna look at it again just for kicks. And speaking about the show being over, we're almost out of time, aren't we? Yes, sir, we are. The clock shows eight minutes, so there's maybe four. Okay. Um, Okay, so you you and Brian got about a minute and a half each. Um, I had Brian on first, so let's let Lou go first for closing statement. Um, I don't... I try not to get into politics because of my inability to keep my opinions to myself sometimes. But basically all I need to say for this week in particular is watch the weather, be careful. This is the time of year when strange things suddenly crop up out of nowhere and get caught unawares. Just be careful out there and watch the roads, watch the people on the roads. Sit back, relax. Don't try to rush. There's too many people rushing anymore. 
<clears throat> I see it in my daily drives, and some of them really scare the dickens out of me. Be careful, take care, and be safe. All right, Lou. All right, thank you, and uh, thank you again for doing the switchboard on short notice while I was uh, while I was out here taking care of business. Anytime. Okay, uh, Brian. Anything? <clears throat> Not really. Um, I just got a question. Did you get that uh, link I sent you for that one video? Yes, I did, and I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I will right after the show's over. Okay, the link doesn't go directly to the video. That's why I told you you have to go to uh, related videos. Okay, I'll I'll find it. If it gets me onto the website, I'll find it. Yeah. Other okay. than that, I don't really have anything. Okay, well, sometimes nothing is good, too. No. Sometimes it's better to, better to listen than to actually talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian, you do need to see that Clinton video, though. It, it's hilarious. I went on YouTube, and I tried looking looking for it. I couldn't find it. Then Hillary Clinton and see what you're saying. About thirty million different videos. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you got to you got to sort it by latest, first, or whatever. Or just go to HillaryClinton.com. It's on there. Yeah. So, I anyway, mean, there's, there's anyway. quite a few videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, folks, what difference does it make, right? Um, that's, that's famous. That, that's, that's Hillary Clinton's famous saying, what difference does it make? Somebody is going to take and gnash her video. And every time somebody says something, Hillary Clinton's going to pop on the screen saying, what difference does it make? Somebody's going to do that, folks. I wish I had the video equipment to do it myself. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks, Lou. Thanks, Brian. Uh, folks, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you here next Sunday, 6 Eastern, uh, 4 Mountain Time, for our interactive internet show. Um, Lou, can you just go ahead and uh, swing into our closing theme? And folks, we will see you all here next Sunday on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just like you always do, till the blue sky. Drive the dark clouds far away. So will you please say hello to the folks that I know. Tell them I won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as you saw me go, I was singing this song. 